an overall decline. And when we talk about this decline, so yes, there's a great trust deficit in government, in institutions of government, but also in individuals. And unfortunately, President Ramaphosa has not been spared from that decline. So Limuyeng is a brand reputation management advisor and MD of Strategic Corporate Communications Consultancy, Don Valley. Soli, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Hello, Kesley Sasana. Lovely to talk to you again. Good morning and to your listeners out there. Oh, always a pleasure, Solly. You know, I, I, I wanted to, to find out from you. Following yesterday, um, the question and answer session in Parliament and what the President had to say about Palapala, he certainly seemed to give a little more than what he has done previously, even in as far as the extent to which he was responding to questions about it. One wonders what would have happened if he had done this before, because his image, of course, has taken a, a big knock as a result of the scandal. Yeah, everything that he's going through is is basically was cooked in his own office. I mean, he's a author of his of the state of his reputational credit right now. Um, he should have come out very early at first and said, look, this is what happened. In fact, he should have reported this into the police properly, just like any other South African citizen should have done. And there should be a case number dating back to 2020. There isn't. So everything that he's done was wrong. And the fact that he's been running away from answering questions means that he had something to hide. He is a Connacht president, and you can't afford to have a Connacht president because it means that he cannot stand on a moral high ground as the CEO of South Africa Inc. and say to everybody else, stop it, this is how far it goes, no further. He can't do that because each time he, he tries to do that, other fingers point at him. Actually, his own fingers point at him. Does the fact that he holds high office um, justify how he ha he went about the process of managing this this robbery? Because you know he he effectively says, well, it's not that I didn't report, I didn't tell anyone, I did tell a, a general of 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 the police, and we we understand that to have been um, the head of the protective unit at the time, mm. Major General Wally Roeder. But of course, how everything unfolds from there is currently in dispute and and currently under investigation. No, but Ramaphosa is lying to us. I mean, let's call it what it is. If you asking somebody to do, first of all, when you suffer a crime, you must go to the police station and open a case. They must take a statement from you, not from somebody who wasn't there to experience the, 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 the crime. And he should have, in any case, suppose, suppose he were right then he would have, there's no indication that he went back to Rhoda to say, okay, is there a case number? Please let me give it to, to me for my own filing. Listen, there's no code. So he just said, ah, oh, you know what, what happened? This is what happened to me. And Rhoda has not really come out fully to say, yeah, actually, actually the president said this, and this is, you know, I take responsibility for not having taken all the steps that needed to be taken. The president is the person from whom money was stolen. He is the victim of the crime. He should have gone to, uh, irrespective of his position, he should have ensured that proper steps are taken. He should lead from the front. He leads a country that is so diverse, so contested, so opinionated. But where the rule of law has come under attack for so many years, people feel that there's no more equality before the law. Uh, before the law. He needs to lead South Africa from mm -hmm. the front.
and he is failing. He has failed consistently to do so. So there's no wonder that his, his credit, credibility levels have, 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 um, have dropped massively. One of the big things to come out of yesterday afternoon is that uh, for the first time, of course, we had the president vehemently denying allegations of money laundering. I want to bring just a snippet of what unfolded in Parliament before we continue our conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. President, I just want to ask which procedure were you following by reporting to uh, the general who's your main uh, protector? Because we're all equal before the law. And what makes you think that somehow you are so special that you can report crime to some general? Because crime gets reported at the church office. The person who called you to inform you about the crime that took place at Palapala is the one that should have called the police or go to the police station to report the matter. Please accept you abused your power. You see yourself above, and that's why you report crimes to generals and not to church office. Once, once the theft had occurred, I was informed, as I said, and I guess I may be repeating myself, uh, and also, I need to answer that I don't believe I abuse my power because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by police officials, police officials. And when I informed the general, I was informing a police official. And even at the time uh, on the farm, uh, my manager interacted with police officials who uh, were involved with the whole process. So I want to dispute the argument that I abused my power. I'm not uh, uh, the type of person who will abuse my position or my power. Uh, so I, I, I did not. And uh, uh, having reported it to the police official, um, I, I did believe that they will do what they need to do to ensure that this matter is properly handled. And that is the extent to which uh, I was able to handle this matter. Uh, so uh, in my book, Honorable Speaker, it was reporting a crime to the police when I did inform a police general. All right, so we'll continue that conversation in a moment and we'll pick up on this question of abuse of power and why, again, it matters, especially from uh, the perspective of brand reputation. It's now 9.30 and Musa is standing by with a look at your latest headlines. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation on the talking point as always. I'll be taking your calls shortly. 086-000-2032. That's the number to dial in. We're still in conversation with Soli Muyeng. He's a brand reputation management advisor. We're talking then about the position that President Cyril Ramaphosa finds himself in, the knock his credibility has taken, and uh, you know perhaps even what it will take then to revive it. Soli, th- this issue that was raised by Julius Malik about abuse of of power and just this idea that you believe you are governed by a different set of rules to everybody else in the country is an important point because um, when we speak to South Africans, 
what people say is that we're tired of politicians because they are so disassociated from us, from our lives. The problems that we face are not the issues that they face because they live by a different set of rules. Yes, that's very true. I think, look, we should take, we should all take blame for it. I think, first of all, at the dawn of our democracy, we place too much power into the presidency. We have given too much leeway to the to politicians. There are no consequences. That's why we live in a country where people in politics or linked to politicians do so much wrong to South Africa and they get away with it. There are many countries where they would never have gotten away with it. The president is, is quite informing that, in telling rather, that he keeps saying, I informed the general. There's a difference between informing and reporting. When you inform somebody, you're just like, hey, you know, just, you know, this is what happened. When you're reporting, there's got to be a, a record of the, of, of the reporting, as it were. There's got to be a, a, a case number in this case. It's understandable that the president might be busy traveling and all that, but because he's such an important person in South Africa, I'm sure they would have some, sent somebody to sit down with him in his office to take a statement in 2020 soon after this thing happened there's no indication that on any of that happened it seems that even then the president knew that the whole thing was wrong the whole thing of holding that kind of money in his office so he didn't want to report it had he not had anything to hide he would have come out very early to say this is what happened so it's true well look i'm not going to use julius malema's language you know he's a politician he'll play the, the you know to the way that he does but well, whichever way turn, one turns this thing around, Ramaphosa is wrong, he is cornered, he should have apologized, he should have come out cleaner much earlier. I mean, the things that he said yesterday should, could have been said several weeks, several months ago. Uh, now they've come out and rolled, mothballed into all sorts of other things, politics. He's not even able to suspend uh, credibly a, 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 a sitting, a, an, an ill-suited uh, public protector because then these things point back at him that he, there might be personal motive to, to protect himself. So basically, he's, he's lost credibility. He can't act as president anymore without somebody saying, wait a minute, what is the motive? His motive is no longer for the Republic of South Africa, but for the person of Ramaphosa. Is the situation redeemable? What would it take for him to redeem his image and most importantly, that that of his party? Because when you look at both across the board, they're the lowest they've ever been in history. Yeah, it's really sad because there are also political ramifications to all of this, isn't it? I mean, it's true that, you know, he owes South Africa answers. It's true that he's wrong. It's true that you should never have that kind of money and all of this stuff. It's true that people would reasonably accuse him of money laundering. But if he goes, which he must, under normal circumstances, he must go, he must just resign, okay? But then his political enemies, who probably don't have even better interests for South Africa at heart, are going to take over the African National Congress, Congress, which still has the political or electoral mandate to lead South Africa till 2024. So we don't know what's going to happen there. So, the, so Ramaphosa's actions, behavior, has got huge ramifications for the whole country. But under normal circumstances, he should resign. But he knows that that's what his enemies one it's also possible that other Fraser brought his charges these charges forward to weaken Ramaphosa to put him in the corner that he finds himself in today so should, should South Africa sympathize with Ramaphosa or should South Africa say you know what it's enough it's enough it's enough go away let's see if we can find somebody else until we can electorally make a decision as, as the voters in 2024.
All right, so Lumuyeng, we'll leave it there for this morning. And I know not everybody will agree in terms of the fact that, well, um, you know, who takes over after Ramaphosa? Of course, that is an ANC problem. Is it really uh, a South Africa problem if the president is, uh, you know, accused of these very serious offences? Then he should take that and, and, and live with the consequences of that particular matter.